Welcome to the Monday Morning Pastor Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Kairos Partnerships. JR, it's a beautiful snow day here in Pennsylvania. Oh, it is. I love the snow. If we're going to be in with the pandemic and not traveling anywhere and working from home and doing schooling at home, gosh, bring it on, man. Bring it on. It looks beautiful. <laughs> Agreed. It's funny. I've never met so many people in Pennsylvania who've been so excited about a snowstorm. <laughs> They're like, this is the best thing ever. I'm like, what has well, happened? You know, you know me, I, I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of the cold. So my, my thing is if it's going to be cold, it might as well look pretty. That's, that's, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So, well, this is the last episode of 2020. It's hard to believe that we're, we're almost done this interesting year that we've had. Yeah. Um, so JR, like as we're kind of ending this time and this ep- this season and even this year, what are things that you find yourself celebrating? Yeah. You know, I, first of all, I, 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 there, there's a lot to celebrate. And I think, and I don't want to, I don't want to sound too trite, but Doug, the first thing that comes to mind is the fact that we're still here and we're still healthy and we're breathing. And I mean, I know that sounds so trite and, and maybe even sensational, but I, I really mean it. I mean, just the fact that, man, that everything that this year has thrown at us and many of us are still standing. Some of us feel like they're barely still standing, but I just want to celebrate that in my own family. I want to celebrate that with our church. I want to celebrate that with pastors and leaders around the country that it's been a hard year, but we're still here. And so I'm celebrating that, um, uh, you know, uh, published a book this year and uh, finished my doctorate. Um, so that feels good. Um, didn't get to attend my own graduation, but because of the, because of the pandemic, but uh, still something I'm, I'm very grateful for. And the other thing, uh, my 10 year old son, you know, we've been reading through the Bible uh, this year and uh, we're at about 90% complete mm. uh, of our journey through. So we're going to, it looks like we're going to end a little bit early, uh, kind of mid February uh, on the schedule right now, but it's just been fantastic to get up with my 10 year old son and just read for about 20, 25 minutes every morning in the sunroom. Uh, you know, we listen on the, on the, the Bible app, you version to the old Testament passage he reads the New Testament passage aloud, and then we alternate in the Psalms or Proverbs, kind of almost like a responsive reading, evens and odds uh, on the verses. So that's been a, a fantastic thing. I, in fact, I'm kind of grieving a little bit that that's coming to an end because it's been so wonderful. Uh, but but it's good to work on a goal. You know, my 10-year-old's probably never worked on something every day for a year of his life toward a goal. So it's been kind of fun to see that confidence grow in him. So those are a few things that I think uh, that I'm, I'm reflecting on and, and celebrating. So how about you, Doug? What what do you find uh, celebration kind of leaping up in your mind and your heart uh, as you look back on the year? Yeah, for, for me, a couple of things come to mind very quickly. Uh, the first thing is just the time that I've had to have with, with my family. Having a 16-year-old and a 13-year-old uh, has just been a really, it's been a really unique gift to think that in my son's 16th year of life, we've had more time together where in, in my story, I had less time with my family cause I was moving and doing and kind of moving outside of, uh, the family unit. So it's been really just a, a cool treat to have a lot of time, a lot of hikes, a lot of walks, a lot of fishing with uh, my son and, and my daughter as well. Um, and even just I think too, like I'm celebrating healthy rhythms that have developed in this season. Uh, the simple rhythm of walking or, or being outside uh, either in a walk or a run or a bike uh, almost every day for since, since things started back in March. And I've just been really grateful for that. I feel like it's been really fun to see 
health in in those areas and discipline in those areas grow. So that that's been great. I think um I think on the other hand, I'm I'm just celebrating our house church shepherds. Um, you know, our structure of of church is a little bit different, and so we have house church shepherds, and we have house churches, and we have gatherings, and gatherings have kind of not happened since March. We've had a few since then, but we've been just doing house church, which has been fantastic and just incredible amount of growth and and health and thriving in in certain ways, and just really grateful for that. But I had a meeting last night with our shepherds. And we just went over some of the ethos of, of what that is. And then we stopped and we just shared stories of like, what are we excited about? Or how's we, how have we seen God show up in the last month? And it was hard not to smile and celebrate when you hear God doing big things and small things on a weekly basis in these small communities of faithful followers of Jesus who are just continuing to say like, yes and amen to the Lord. And so, yeah, just really celebrating the leaders of, uh, of Renew and even beyond that, just leaders, uh, seeing the resilience of some of my friends uh, and our friends who've been to the point of, I can't do this anymore finding that extra wind and continuing to go. It's just been so awesome. Like just so grateful for that. And so grateful just to count myself among uh, a group of leaders who've continued to stay faithful to God in this season. So, yeah. That's great um, to hear that. And with that, on the flip side, though, we also want to talk about like in the midst of a lot of celebration, there's also been a lot of grief. Mm. There's global grief. There's a lot of global PTSD uh, in the world's neighborhood. But um it's almost like the world has been in timeout the past year. <laughs> There's a lot that we're grieving, but I'm I'm curious, Doug, what what have you been grieving in this season? Yeah, boy, this is the question that I I probably have wrestled with and thought through the most in the last few weeks, and some of it just with with the December being darker, uh, and it's been cold. It's been more cold here in Pennsylvania. Um, I, I've felt the grief and I've had a, I've struggled to name it, but I, here are some of the things that I have been able to name. Uh, I, I really miss the normal rhythms of just being in physical presence with people, um, in an unmasked way. And, and what I mean by that is not just physically taking off a mask, but, there just seem to be so many nuances and intricacies of being together that it just makes it hard at times. And so I'm just grieving the the spontaneity of running into someone and being able to sit and have a lingering conversation for a while and not have the soundtrack of all the fears and you know worries or different things sort of happening. So I've, I've just grieved some of the normal rhythms of of the the life the life that happens in the cracks of our day. Uh, mm. I've really missed that. Um, I think another thing that I find myself grieving is uh, you, we've had a couple of losses this year uh, with, you know, I mean, uh, one of our, our good friends, Mike, passed away from cancer and we've had some uh, some folks within our community, folks close to us who have passed away. And, and it's just, it's hard because I feel like even in that, we've had an opportunity to grieve, but not fully yet because things are still kind of hard and still sort of weird. It just doesn't feel like I've been able to fully enter into just, just being (laughs) entering into that lament of like, man, I'm just, I feel beat up by this. I feel sad. You know, just, it's almost like we just have to keep kind of going. So those are two of the things that come to mind. And I feel like there's a lot of, there's still a lot of unnamed grief for me in this season, JR. And I, yeah, I, I don't know. How about you? What are some things that you're grieving? 
Well, I, one of the things I've noticed during the season of Advent is I have cried more often during this Advent season than any any Advent season before. Um, and I'm sure I'm not alone in that. Uh, sometimes I just tear up over like a cheesy commercial. I just feel like my emotions are just like right below the surface. Uh, sometimes it's just I, I, the other night I turned to my wife and it was like 845 and I said, I'm going to bed. She's like, you never do this. I said, I know. I'm just worn down. I'm just worn down. I've got to go to bed. And she just gave me a hug and said, I get it. Sleep well. And yeah, I I just, uh, I think part of that too, is I work with pastors and leaders and church planners. Everybody's worn down. And, um, you know, I, the seminary course uh, courses that I've been teaching went to zoom entirely. And, uh, I had five students that got COVID. Um, they, some of them, you know, they recovered, some of them got it near the end of the course. Um, three friends just in the last, in the last two weeks, I've had three friends hospitalized because of COVID. Um, and they're all out, uh, of the hospital, which is wonderful, but you know, I mean, there's touch and go with one of them for a while. So it's just, you know, it's just heavy. Um, so I think the heaviness that pastors are feeling right now, I have to be careful not to, not to own that and be responsible for that. Um, and I think the Lord's really worked in me to make sure I'm not owning that burden, that it's the Lord's burden. I can walk with them, but it's not mine to carry. Um, that's been hard, but I've, I've grieved that a lot. I mean, I think like so many pastors, it feels like their tires have gotten bald mm-hmm. in the season, you know, just balding tires. And so the, the traction of ministry and leadership isn't what it's there. Or as the writer with the fantastic yet redundant first name, J.R.R. Tolkien, uh, wrote <laughs> in the Fellowship of the Ring, he said, I feel thin, sort of stretched like butter scraped over too much bread. And I feel like this year has been too little butter and too much bread. And uh, so I, I, I grieve that for pastors. I think I'm grieving that now, just the heaviness and the weightiness of that. Um, and again, I mean, back to what, what you were saying, what you're grieving. Um, I thought of this just two days ago. I miss hugs. Doug, you know, I'm a huggy person. Mm. I just miss giving and receiving hugs. It's just before it's like, okay, it's an inconvenience. Like, hey, we're doing our part, you know. Be careful, but I just, I don't totally miss it. Mm-hmm. Um, grief may be strong, but I just, gosh, yeah, I just want to give hugs and be hugged. And yeah, I'm, I'm so sick of the awkward, like wave across the room <laughs> or across the lawn. When I see people, that's just not how I've greeted people. Uh, I miss a good handshake. Um, so anyway, those are some things that I'm, that I'm grieving. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's interesting, Jr. I, I I met with. I had to drop something off a friend's house the other day, and and our families have journeyed together for many, many, many years, and uh, they're just close. They're like the fram- family kind of situation. And so I, you know, I pulled in. I had the kids in the car, and I pulled in to drop it off. And uh, my friend comes out. And she just goes, I'm going to give you a hug, whether you want it or not. And they're, they've been super, but I kid you not, JR, it was like, I mean, I just, I had tears in my eyes because I forgot 
what that felt like to like just embrace a friend and just like have that moment. And like, I've been all week long. That's been one of the things that as I've been finding myself just like, you know, in my practicing gratitude, I'm like, Lord, I'm just so thankful for that. I'm so thankful for a friend. I'm so thankful for, for that moment. So yeah. Uh, it's just, but you're right. I think, especially as pastors, I feel like the gift of presence is one of the most powerful gifts that we bring and it's heightened in the season of advent as as you know god become, takes on flesh and blood and it's like i man i i hear that i miss i miss the handshakes i miss the hugs it's like i i i honestly feel like when i have that opportunity when things are clear and people are able to 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 do those things and and feel okay about it again um i don't think we're going to preach that first sunday back i think it's just going to be a, a a time to embrace one another mm-hmm. probably a lot of tears of uh joy and sorrow it'll probably look a little bit like the rebuilding of the temple where you have an old crew who's weeping and the new people seeing the foundations laid and they're celebrating because i think something powerful will be unlocked in that so yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. thanks. I didn't, didn't want to get choked up this morning, but grateful for that. I think that's actually part of it. That's, that's, that's great. So wow. I love that image of, of, of bald, balding tires and the, the butter. So yeah. What are some things that you think would be helpful for folks, uh, as, as we're kind of moving into that, that, that space between Christmas and New Year's where many pastors are off and they have time and space. What are some tools that might help put some tread back on that, on those tires? Yeah, I actually love the week between Christmas and New Year. Um, and for some years I've been off, some years it's, I've been working, but it's been less. And some years it's been incredibly busy, um, but I always carve out some time. Um, and this year I won't be at a coffee shop, but normally I would go to a coffee shop for two or three hours, uh, maybe one or two times uh, during that and just have my journal and my pen and just reflect back on the year. Where's God been present? Uh, also Lord, where, where are you going? You know, where, where, where can I join you in the coming year? And so I just, I love this time, uh, of reflection. And if you're not a journaler, it's okay. Jesus never journaled. There's no commandment that says thou shalt journal. But, um, but I do think that this is a good space to just reflect, even if you reflect out loud with someone, kind of a conversation partner. So there, there are a couple of tools that, um, that I've been using with the leaders just, uh, right now as we're sort of ending the year and beginning a new one. Um, and it's just a very simple, you know, take a yellow legal pad, you know, and kind of draw a line straight down the middle on the left side, what's not in your control on the right side, what is in your control. And it just allows some space of just writing down, here's what's not in my control. I can't end the pandemic. I can't end the division, you know, here, but here's what is in my control. And to just be able to list those things, whether they're global or very personal and specific to you. And I just, this hit me in the shower this morning. I mean, I've used this exercise of out of your control, in your control, but of basically realizing what's out of your control is surrender. And what's in your control is stewardship. And just thinking that so much of leadership and ministry, it's either surrender or stewardship. And surrender says, I lift my hands up and say, it's out of my control. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to be bent out of shape over it. I've got to release it. And then on the other side is what is in my control. That's what Jesus is saying. Hey, I've entrusted this to you. Do something with it. And then that's stewardship. And I think the reason why that exercise is so helpful for me is, you know, I'm, I'm prone to be a worrier, Doug, you know this. And so for me, what's really good is, well, hard to realize 
is I look at the things that aren't in my control and I realize I spend so much mental and emotional energy trying to change the things that I can't control. And then I become so exhausted of banging my head against the wall, trying to change things I can't, that then I have no energy left in the tank to actually steward the things that are in my control. So it's kind of a double whammy on that. Um, in some ways, it's the serenity prayer, you know? And, uh, and so it just helps me go, okay, I'm going to release this. This is not in my control. And I'm going to focus my time and my energy into the areas that are in my control that Jesus is asking me to pick up and to steward. And so that would be the first tool in terms of stewardship and surrender. You know, what's in my control, what's not in my control. Just that simple exercise for five or 10 minutes can be so, so helpful. Just again, naming things as a way of naming things and changing things. And so by putting that on, uh, that's, that's the first one on that. Um, and then the second one, just four simple questions that, uh, that you can be used every month um, and, and with some reflection, but I think it's good here at the end of this year as we sort of look into the new year. And that's, you know, where are you thriving? Where are you struggling? What's confusing? And what's missing? You know, we've talked about that a little bit right now. Like we talk about celebration and grief. We just did that. Where are we thriving? Celebration. Where are we struggling? Grief. But also what's confusing? There's so much confusing in this season, but also what's missing? And that knowing what's confusing and missing can help us know, hey, here's where I need to pray into that this year. Hey, in this, this, the first few months of 2021, um, here's what's missing. And maybe I need some coaching in that area. Maybe I need some development. Maybe I need some resourcing. Maybe I need to grow in these areas. And therefore, that's going to impact what I read in this season or what I invite people to pray into my life for. So I think, yeah, again, what's thriving? What's, where are you struggling? What's confusing? What's missing? Those are some, some tools uh, that I think we can give to our listeners. Yeah, those are fantastic, JR. I, I really appreciate the, <laughs> yeah, just even thinking about the surrender and stewardship uh, conversation. It's so crucial for us in this season to realize what is out of our control. Um, and I don't know, it's almost like the more, you know, we talked about this a bit beforehand, uh, before we started this, this recording, but just as I've been reflecting on that, it's almost like a, it gives you that, that opportunity to even self-correct in the midst of that, right? If you find your brain moving in a direction, if this is a normal question that you're able to build in, and even that you're able to spend 10 minutes on looking at, I think it kind of helps you self-correct more quickly, just because you're reminded of, you know, who am I? What can I do? And what can I do? And I, I yeah, I find that to be so, so helpful. So yeah, pastors, uh, leaders, when, when you have this week in between, man, we just pray that God refreshes you um, in, in the week between Christmas and New Year. I know for for both Jr. and I, it, it is a week that we always look forward to, um, and yeah. So it's the end of 2020. We know it's been a very challenging, very unique, very different year, um, and but we're just really grateful that we've had an opportunity to journey with you all. Thank you so much for for those that have journeyed with us. Uh, we just appreciate being part. Uh, of your weekly rhythm. Um, we we recognize that that is a great honor for us. And so we're just thankful. Um, we would love to just ask you if you have a few minutes, uh, we'd love for you to leave us a review uh, wherever you are checking out this podcast. Uh, it, it really means a lot to us. Um, and we really take that feedback very seriously. 
and if you just need someone to chat with or you you would love to just reach out and hear more about what happens with Kairos Partnerships or what's going on with Monday Morning Pastor, if you have questions that you'd love or authors or people that you'd love to hear on the show, we'd love to get, hear that feedback. So please feel free to message us. Uh, our, our information is in the show notes and we'd love to get to those things. Um, we're already looking forward to 2021. We have an incredible lineup already. Uh, but with that, we're going to be off January. We take off two months every year, January and August, because we want to practice what we preach. And we're not all about production, but we need to rest as well. It also gives us some time to dream and plan. And we're really excited about what 2021 is looking like already. Yeah, we've got um, some great guests coming up. We really do. <laughs> so, but don't don't uh, don't unsub- unsubscribe from us qu- quite yet. Uh, we we will be back in February, so don't think that uh, we've fallen off a cliff. We're doing just fine, but we're 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 uh, we're cooking with oil. As we like to <laughs> Might even be gasoline at this point in time. <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyways, so I just want to leave you all with a benediction. And so, brothers and sisters, pastors, leaders. As you end this year, may you be able to trace back the footprints that God has just had his faithfulness, his faithful footprints in your life. May you see his grace towards you, his love towards you, his kindness towards you, his creativity that he has blessed you with. Um, And as you look back, may you also have the ability to grieve and to name the things that have been hard. We pray that in the week to come in between Christmas and New Year's, that you would just be restored, recharged and renewed, that you would have enough energy in the tank, that you would see tread building back on these tires in order to continue to live out the faithful calling that God has for your life. We'll see you in 2021.